0: belong? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? You'll be judged on sight and made to fit, so find a click and
1: stick with it. Say, where do you belong? Let's take a walk around the cafeteria, shall we? I'll show you the world as I see it.
0: Varsity jocks and TV jocks will throw you in a locker if you say hello. The rich stoners hate the gangsta
1: whites, though they're all smoking the same oregano.
2: Here's the sexually active band geeks. I got two words for you. I'm for sure in Hello, and welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about Mean Girls, the 2024 version. Joining me today, 20 years later, she is still trying to make Fetch happen. It's our good friend, musical theater correspondent, Maya Mosher. Maya, how's it going?
0: Um, it's Fetch. How are you?
2: Uh, it's good. I don't know if I don't I don't know if Fetch is gonna work here either, though. I'm sorry. Uh and also joining me, it's a first time guest. She is taking a break from searching for a cure for sex cancer. It's my good friend, Katie Muniz. Katie, how's it going?
1: I was so unprepared for that, but that was a
2: fantastic <laughs> year, So thank you. I like um, to
1: think that I, I did find the cure for sex cancer. I, man, sex no, no, no. cancer doesn't exist. It so I did <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, the, so, so, so one, one, one of the songs I was telling then I, I was telling you guys beforehand. I listened to some of the songs before we started again. I had to, I had to listen to "Sexy" again because, like, I was like, I, I that was one I didn't get to, and I was like, I, that, that I remember laughing a lot about that as I was watching the thing. I need, I need to watch that again. I didn't remember that there were actually like sex cancer references within there, as opposed to that just being like a one off joke within the movie. So I did appreciate that song on my second listen. But, uh, but yeah, so we're here to talk about Mean Girls. It's the you know a, Tina Fey's first screen since 2004's Mean Girls. I mean, she obviously has been a very busy lady working in the TV industry since Mean Girls came out in 2004 uh, with shows like 30 Rock and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But then, you know, a few a few years back, she decided to like do a, a Broadway version of Mean Girls, a musical with her husband and composer of most of her television shows, Jeff Richmond. Uh, and then they decided to turn that show into a movie. Though that's a whole other discussion, guys, we can have a little, a little bit later. I think I've talked to both of you offline about how this and other movies Lately, aren't getting marketed as musicals, even though they are musicals. So, like, I didn't even know this is a musical till like two weeks ago. Uh, but like, they, they 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 made this movie and adapted it from the musical while making it a musical. And it's uh, very very. Fa- I mean, Maya and uh, Ma- I'm going to defer to Maya and Katie on some of this, but it's it's uh, as to how faithful it is to the show. But the the script of the new movie songs aside is pretty faithful to the original script. So the story is largely the same. It focuses on a new transfer to a school in the Chicago area. Uh, her name is Katie Heron she is played by uh and gallery rice in the new one obviously famously played by Lindsay lohan in the 2004 version uh she is moved there in this movie with just her mom uh, she had two parents in the first one her mom is a single mom here played by jenna fisher uh when she gets to the school she's feeling like a little bit of an outcast but she falls in with a couple of others uh more uh, self-proclaimed outcasts and in, in janice who's uh, played by ollie Carvalho, who a lot of people might know as the voice of Moana in Moana, but she's been in a few other live action things as well. Uh, Jaqueline Spivey plays the role of Damien. And, uh, but however, she ends up then, you know, running into the plastics, the popular girls that are of the junior class, um, including Regina George, who's played here by Renee Rapp and uh, Gretchen Wieners, who was played here by, is it Bebby or BB? Do either of you guys know BB? BB, Be, BB Wood. Bebe. Bebe, Bebe Wood. Uh, then there's Karen, the uh, not so smart one. She is played by Avantika, who is uh, a, a kind of a, another person they pluck from, like I guess other Disney movies and stuff like that. But uh, I have a lot to say about her performance. Uh, and then, so all of her, her 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 friends, Damian and Janice, want her to kind of infiltrate the plastics after they. You know, after after she, they want to befriend her, and then uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot a lot a lot happens from there as she uh, maybe starts to become one herself, as opposed to just bring them down. Uh, but then at the same time, like you know those plot developments, and and, and then hey maybe it's going to be something where hey she's going to also bring them down, but lose herself along the way. Uh, Tina Fey reprises her role from the original movie as uh, math teacher Miss Norbury, as does Tim Meadows as Principal Duval. There has been a um, some very noteworthy developments in their relationship since the first movie, which I which I enjoyed and didn't know the. <laughs> so that was pretty fun and uh we'll get into all that as well but uh i guess i guess i'm first going to start with uh with you maya can you kind of talk a little bit about first before we get into this um what your relationship was with first the original mean girls movie because like look it's I'm, I'm about your guys's age and it was one thing when i don't actually have a specific memory of seeing mean girls in theaters i think i might have but like i've seen it plenty of times since then but the fact is you guys were like 12 13 year old girls when this movie came out so i'm sure this might have meant something to you at the time so maya were you a pretty big fan of the movie uh, growing up, and like? What, what is your relationship then subsequently with the musical?
0: Well, Josh, I'll tell you. At the time when Mean Girls came out, I wasn't allowed to watch it in the movie theater. So a bunch of girls who I went to middle school with who are all a bunch of mean girls themselves. Shout out to those girls if you're listening to this podcast. Um, we happened to have found like a bootleg version from Argentina. Hmm. And it was a sleepover <laughs> and we watched it oh, with yeah. subtitles the entire time. And it like pause like 20 minutes in the middle of the movie we powered through we ended up finishing it and i have been pretty much watching it every october 3rd since so oh. i am a massive fan of the original movie wow okay i know it pretty much by heart it's kind of like my favorite party trick to just like let's just play it and see if i could quote it in its entirety through so fast forward to when the musical is you no know, announced 2015 yeah, i want to say give or take that they um they put it on i want to say it's 2015 but it might be a little bit later than that i don't remember off the, 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 the first, first
2: production was in 2017 apparently and okay that uh, was 2017. Got, got, got to broadway in 2018
0: well i can tell you that i was in new york on my way to birthright and i really wanted to see the musical so as a belated birthday present to my brother and sister-in-law aka i had forced them to come with me Hmm. we watched mean girls musical the entirety of the original cast where i got this for those who are listening to this podcast cannot see a hat that says fetch on it which i never wear but probably should wear more often (laughs) so safe to say big fan
2: yeah, and so that, that's awesome. You were lucky enough to see it. Uh, Katie, what's your relationship like with this movie? I, I understand you've been lucky enough to see the show a couple times yourself.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like every other girl. I think we were all obsessed with Mean Girls when we were a kid, but oh. so similar. I actually, I went to, when I was in band camp, we had movie night and the high school kids got to watch Mean Girls. And the, <laughs> the middle school kids had to watch The Incredibles because apparently Mean Girls was too adult for us um
2: it's pg-13 so it's not even year. rated r and my, my, under, my understanding of like band camp and most camps is like you know i think the 13 year olds are having something more than a pg-13 experience sometimes so that's a, we that's were a, that's
1: very we were all so up in arms about this but anyways <laughs> um so yeah i too love the movie i can quote the whole thing and as a huge musical theater fan i was so excited for this musical to come out and i've seen it twice on tour once right before the pandemic hit and then once recently so i saw the original touring cast Um, i saw it right before
0: the pandemic hit too at the prowess center
1: (laughs) so we definitely i saw it up in tampa so but we definitely saw the same cast then oh man i love the show but i It's not my favorite show. I have complaints with the show, but I still absolutely love it. It's one of those things where there's like six songs that I can't stand listening to, but the rest of it I'm obsessed with. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, (laughs) And luckily they cut most of those songs,
2: that interesting. I don't like, so. so, so I'm gonna get into that with you guys as far as like the choices they made with the songs and which of the songs we liked and stuff like that. But I think one thing that's interesting that both of you said was that I basically know the entire movie by heart. And I mean, I and I, I rewatched the original a couple of days ago, and I honestly might have colored how I felt about the movie a little bit. Uh, on top of that, but like, I think as someone that can see that, know knew the show, but also knew the original movie by heart, when you hear they're doing a new movie that is kind of off of the musical, like Katie, what were you hoping for as far as like? Because my, my thought when I heard that was that they were going to, like, oh, cool. Like, because I, I, me not knowing much about the musical, I'm like, oh, like Tina Fey's revisiting this for another movie. This is like one of her, like, the, one of the more things she is most known for. Maybe she's going to, like, update it in a way that makes it, like, a little more modern and with the times and maybe add some different types, different strands of commentary or whatnot. But it's very, very faithful. And, like, a lot of that, I mean, I guess there are some new jokes and we can talk about which ones you like the most. But like, what are you kind of hoping for when you hear they're going to do a movie? about this musical that you like so much. Are you hoping for just like a more compact version of the musical that trims the fat, like you're talking about? Did you want something else new? Like what were you most hoping to get out of this experience on top of the musical you knew so well? And what, what did you ultimately feel? I know you already saw the movie a second time too. So uh, I think you have a pretty good understanding of what they tried to accomplish here. So like, what, what what were you kind of hoping to get out of this? When you hear that, like, Oh, they're doing an, they're, they're turning this show that I listen to all the time into a movie. What did you want? What did you want them to accomplish? And did you think they did a good job of it?
1: thing for me is i just wanted good vocal performances like that Mm. is so huge for me and this show has so many awesome solo numbers Mm. and i feel like so many music so many movie musicals will just hire whatever big name they can that can't actually sing and i think there's something to be said that there's a couple of members of this cast really there's just one member of this cast that like doesn't have the best voice, but everyone else is truly incredible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, that's what I get really upset about with other musicals. Like when they did the live action of Beauty and the Beast, like Emma Watson was so obviously auto tuned, <laughs> it really bothered me. So all I really cared about was just if they're going to make this a musical, I wanted actually talented singers. And as soon as they announced that Renee Rapp was going to be in it, I knew I, I said, like, that's honestly all I wanted, um, because I was following her progression from the Jimmy Awards, which is like high yes. school <laughs> Like <laughs> And I, Andrew Barth like, Feldman. Yes. All, like, there's so many teens that got discovered from the Jimmy, Jimmy Awards when they were in high school that have ended up on Broadway. And she was one of them. She won the mm-hmm. Jimmy Awards her senior year. And I remember there was someone who had commented on the YouTube video, like right when it happened. <laughs> I think this girl is going to play with the next Regina George. Mm-hmm. And then like months later, she got announced to be Regina. Anyways, so as soon as they hired her, I just knew that like at least we would have that one really good performance. And that's kind of all I care about.
2: <laughs> Did, so so, 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 so she, she was everything you wanted her to be?
1: Yeah, I thought yes. she, was, she was so incredible. And I think what they, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but I think the way that they updated Regina made a lot of sense. Like to me in this movie, Regina is a lot less fake. And instead she's just like outright mean. Right. Whereas Regina in the first movie is completely fake, nice. And right. uh, this Regina doesn't even pretend to be nice at any point. She's just kind of mean the whole time.
2: Well, so, yeah, and that's interesting, and I you picked up on that, and I guess that's what I'll also ask Maya about, because c- I want to talk about these performances, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming when you're referring to one member of the cast that maybe isn't on their other levels, you're probably talking about Ngauri Rice, and yeah. and, uh, and like I think that kind of cuts both ways sometimes, because um, I just did a podcast, uh, did either of you guys see Wonka?
0: Not yeah. yet, I want okay.
2: to. So, I mean Wonka's a musical, same thing as like not really marketed that way. But like Timothy Chalmay, like you could tell he's not like a traditional song and dance man, but there is something kind of charming when it's like someone doesn't necessarily sound like a such a professional trained singer. It's like, oh, it's like I this is a different type of musical in a way where it's like actually sounds like it's this this actual person singing as opposed to like a theater performer singing or whatever.
0: But Josh, he went to an arts high school. I mean, like he's got the talent. Well, he right?
2: can rap. He can. He, he, he can. He can rap. He can, I don't like I,
0: they picked him up from like you know. He can
1: local
2: rap. Yeah. <laughs> he can rap. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, my point is like, I think what he is doing in Wonka is probably similar, more to it in Gallery. And I'm going to sound awkward every time I say in Gallery because like I she I, I go way back with her, so I'm going to have to really like I'm going to uh, so like I I'm not going to be hard on her in the same way, but I think it's really interesting her presence in this movie. But I've always called her angry but like i heard her on another podcast last week and they actually said her name is Anne Gowrie, which is just so much awkward to say but i'm going to try and do it so like i think one of my issues and i'm curious what your thoughts on this maya is like i think with regina renee raps regina and Avantika's karen they were doing something different like they were going for something different than the actresses did in the original and i think that's like because of that i think i enjoyed their performances more because i wasn't comparing them as much Whereas like, I don't think necessarily think like, Anne Gowry's making any significant choices that deviate from what Lindsay Lohan is doing in the original, but that's just like a powerhouse performance that Lindsay Lohan gives her. She embodies both sides of her like that. And I think it's like, I think like Anne Gowry's probably the the, the, the Katie in the first half probably comes a little more naturally to her. And uh, then like doing like the Katie, when she makes the turn, but like, it's more, it's a more fun movie when she makes the turn to like maybe turning bad a little bit, but I think Lindsay Lohan is, has it in her to play that side of it. More so than Anne Gowry does. So does that combined with her just not being on the level vocally of the other actors that just makes it stand out. Even if I listen to that first song she sings about having the crush on Aaron, and that's a nice little song, and like she sounds fine. And, and uh, my, I saw it with Katie, and we went, listened to it in the car on the way back. And look, when we heard that like, we heard the, we heard it, it's like, oh, this sounds even better than it did in the movie, like kind of separated from everything. This is interesting. So I'm wondering my like, what were your initial impressions of these performances? And is, is that kind of like your similar? Did you have a similar mindset to Katie going in? You're just like, man, I just want to have fun with some vocal performances in a the theater. And as long as they deliver on that, it's money well spent.
0: So I saw this with my pretty much one of the only people who knows as much about Broadway as I do friend. So we were walking in, saying, "We're just gonna have a good time because it's not every day where they make a musical that's designed to be fun, right?" The one thing about the actual musical itself is that it's goofy. It's a goof. It's like a slapstick comedy musical. Like there are some scenes in the actual stage production where you are like. Falling out of your chair laughing. So I'm saying that on purpose because if you notice, that didn't genuinely happen more than like a handful of times in this movie mm. versus, I'm going to say, also the 2004 version, which is just, it's freaking hilarious. So in terms of the vocal performances, I wasn't expecting them to embody the original Broadway performers, mostly because. Only a handful of those people actually have stage experience. Jaquel Spivey is very well known for his turn um, as Usher on Broadway in A Strange Loop, which I got to see the show. I didn't get to see him. I'm really upset about that, by the way, because oh. he was <laughs> out, probably filming this movie. I'm not even joking. And then in addition to that, you have people like I, Ali. I don't know how fast uh, name. I say,
2: I say Ali, but I mean... Ali. It's ali
0: it's Ollie oh, E. Oh, okay. e. Apology, sir. Mm-hmm. So you have Ollie E. Who vocally perfect in Moana, beautifully done with the Little Mermaid when they did the live stage show, right? So you have people who are true performers. I think what they were trying to capture with Katie was the acting portion, and I'm also a fan of Angori, and I didn't, I didn't get it. I wish I did because they had to. It, it almost. She stood out so much in comparison with everybody else who clearly had that talent because of the fact that they had to dial her down a tone in Revenge Party. She was very clearly auto-tuned. And it's a shame because she's a great actress and she looks the part. So I felt like, I felt sorry for her, I'll be honest with you. But it's a little bit obvious that she was the one who was the sore thumb. If they had replaced her with somebody else, I think it would have been a completely different performance. Not to mention the fact that
2: yeah, I was just gonna add okay, another thing. Katie noted to me that I didn't know going in was that they did. I didn't know that Renee Rapp was like part of a stunt casting type of thing they did. I thought she like played her for like the whole run or a lot of the whole run. No, but but no, then, but then Katie Louderman originally, right? But then Katie told me that like they did do a stunt casting thing that got cut off short with COVID with Sabrina Carpenter, and I just can't get that out of That's my head correct. now. Just knowing what I know about Sabrina Carpenter, which is only like her award yeah. show performances, some stuff on TikTok, her being really funny in interviews. Like, I think she might have had it in her to like really kill it. And I wonder if that was ever in the cards. But then I went back and I did the research and she was like on tour during the months where they filmed this. So I don't know if that was ever something they tried to do because like she has. There's nobody who
0: uses. they could have cast besides Renee Rapp, especially considering her now pop star status. That's starting to burgeon. She's huge on TikTok.
2: I no, no, I I know. I, no, I mean, I, I thought right. no, Sabrina, I know, Sabrina, Sabrina played Katie. Katie. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Right. No no you're no like so they got Renee for Regina I'm saying like I I I think Sabrina has like the because she's also like a very tiny person so I think that it helps you play the meekness of Katie in the first half of the movie but I think she might have the attitude to pull off Katie in the second half a little better and obviously the vocal r- range that Gowrie just doesn't have and I, I want to say again Gowrie Rice Incredible, like young actress, nice guys was her breakout, but then did and um, she was
0: amazing. She that, was in, in so, Spider Man, yeah,
2: and she was in well, she was in sofia Coppola's The Beguiled Before Then, which is a very, very fun movie and mm-hmm. has a very fun role in that. She is in Spider Man in very limited roles, but gets like huge laughs with deadpan comedy in a way that, like, I honestly didn't laugh at all that much at Mean Girls, which I wanted to get back to that point that Maya made a second ago about, yeah, up laughter. And like, and also, like, I then I, I even watched this like YA movie that Ann gowry had in theaters a few years ago called Every Day that, like, some kind of groundhog day type of movie I think. Um and like and then she was in um uh the, the uh the HBO show uh with Kate Winslet that I'm just uh I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank on right now. But... Oh
0: Mildred Pierce I no, think
2: no, it no, is. no 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 no, no. The, the one the one that took place in uh in Philadelphia and now god damn it how did I how did I already forget I what that was the what is it television the one oh, oh, she the oh, like no, cop yeah mayor of eastown sorry she put her daughter in there so uh yeah so like I mean just great resume just like I don't know maybe not like the best choice for a musical because i think like i'm asking yeah. you guys like what 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 do you want to have when you go to a musical and you, you want the fun performances but, you're trying to, but you want this thing to like kind of like you know right so stand apart from the movie too but if you're going to do a script that adheres that much to the original, I think just you can't, it's no one's fault other than like just the fact that people have seen it before. But like you're not going to laugh as hard when you already know all the jokes. I mean, it's an I will impossible. argue
0: that the script did not adhere that much to the original though. You think so? That's what my argument is. Huh. Is on top of everything, they shifted this not for the audience of so the people who grew up watching the original movie and then by proxy the musical. This was meant for Gen Z. Prove me wrong. Oh, they completely oh. changed the tones of most of the songs. Everything was sort of geared for the Gen Z generation. But I'm also going to argue that it wasn't that bad of a shift. I actually don't disagree with the choices that they made, but it was so, it, it didn't have that in your face comedy that the other two iterations had. It was very much like it was meant to be played a little too seriously for its own taste. Not to mention the fact that, I mean, Katie mentioned that Regina was not as fake. Yeah. The part of that was was funny is the thing that she was duplicitous. And this one, all Renee is doing is just like, I'm prettier than you. I know it. And I'm going to be a bitch to you as a result of it. I just like there's something that was like it was a tonal it was a complete tonal shift but I also didn't hate it
1: if Hmm. that makes sense I think they're in a rough like it's tough to make a movie musical at any point anymore and I think that they made a strategic move to make a shift because the honestly the Mean Girls Broadway show is very like traditional theater it's got tap numbers it's all very jazzy to be honest, I cannot imagine that that would have gone over very well if they had taken that exactly as it was and translated it to the movie. I think for a movie version of a, of a movie from 2004 that so many people love, they had to make it more pop. And I think that's what they did. Every song has just been made to sound like a pop song, which I kind of feel like is just because multiple things like they're afraid no one's going to come to the movies if it's a broadway you know adaptation well, they, that is well they didn't market they,
2: market they didn't market they didn't market pop or regular songs
1: right and it's all yeah. intentional but like i have a feeling no matter what they would have done like people would have complained regardless if it's made yeah. more pop now you're kind of making the people who love theater upset if you keep it theater people who don't like theater Hate it because it's insufferable so there's like there's well, no middle
2: ground well it sounds like it sounds like you're it sounds like you're still bumping the soundtrack some uh katie for the for the movie itself so did you enjoy oh, yeah. some of the changes that they made musically
1: i did i have to say and back to the whole in gallery conversation mm-hmm. i know <laughs> i said she wasn't a strong singer but at the end of the day i i said this to josh after the movie it kind of doesn't bother me because she has the worst parts of the musical like very hot take. I think all of Katie's songs on Broadway kind of are awful like they're (laughs) the ones that I skip she Um, they're just I don't disagree they're so (laughs) boring so like one of the main changes right off the bat is they got rid of this terrible song called it roars which is all about animals and stuff and I hate this song Do do you like that Maya Right. it has one of the
0: best lines in the musical what's, it's just what, like seeing the all, all these teens hi teens unsubscribe <laughs> it's like it basically she
1: doesn't like know how to communicate with people she just knows animals yeah, I, just, I think it does have with isolated I think it has some cute lines but it's just one of those songs I just don't feel like it hits and every time I've seen this show I just could not care less about the Katie character like it's she just has the worst songs and this is one of the failures to me of the Broadway show is that Katie does not have like a big show-stopping amazing number Janice who is a side character has a big show-stopping and end of act two number and then Regina has all of the good songs but Katie's songs are so passable to me like they're the ones I skipped. So, anyways, the fact that Ang and Gowrie, you know, can only kind of sing didn't really bother me because her songs are the most boring, anyways. And then they replace the song that they replaced It Roars with, I thought was really cute. That What If song, I thought sure. it was cute. I thought I liked <laughs> the pop vibe. I thought it was cute and I liked it better than <laughs> It Roars. So, I said I, it was so a like- popular opinion. It's
0: not that it's unpopular. I think a lot of people will agree with your opinion. But the goofy songs that Jeff Richman did are the ones that I miss the most. Like, one of them is it's, It Roars, um, Where Do You Belong, Where Was That, It Belonged in the Musical, They Removed It, um, and Then Stuck. So, obviously, they cut out also a lot of Damien's songs. But I I agree, like, the... I'm going to say, like, when when if you're taking a look at this from what I think they were trying to portray, which is every single song that they filmed is a music video. They're mm-hmm, all music exactly. videos. And if that's the case, yeah, by all means, this is, like I said, it's a really good Gen Z mix. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that they love it. This movie is definitely, like, more geared towards them. And I, like I said, I'm not hating on it. I actually really like movie but i missed i missed the goofiness because for me the goofiness embodied what the 2004 movie really was it was like i don't know girls can like have this like crazy hall montage where they're like walking and looking hot as shit and then they fall into a trash can you know (laughs) like those are the things that like it was missing for me so to see them not only like get rid of that but then cut out the songs that also kind of or the I don't know the sing songy equivalent of it. It just made me sad. Is were there, it? Were there just any sad?
2: Were there were any of the songs that they cut ones that you guys would consider like real earworms? Because I'm not sure if any of these have like yeah. stuck with me yet. And like where I, do you when belong? I, when I think Jeff Richmond, yeah, where do
1: you belong is good. When
2: I think Jeff Richmond, I think I think the theme song to Kimmy Schmidt, which is catchy as hell, and 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 I think of did either of you guys watch Girls Five Eva on Peacock?
0: Uh is the Pope Catholic?
2: <laughs> so like I mean the, 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 their their main song on that is like incredibly catchy too and like not, nothing nothing, on nothing in the musical like with me struck me like it did the first time I heard either of the theme songs to those shows and I'm like and it's like I knew this is a big hit on Broadway I'm like that's surprising like I thought one was going to grab me more and there were a couple I really liked like I I loved I really enjoyed Watch the World Burn but that was just more because it was like holy shit like Renee Rapp can sing and like that was fun though it's not one I'm going to be bumping in the car either you know um, or uh, and I, and I enjoyed sexy as I was telling you guys before we started recording because like I I just got such a kick out of Avantika's take on that character. So then like hearing that character offer like any commentary like she is throughout that song, it's like a fun it's a fun way to like juxtapose her against like how dumb that character is. And I just like got a real kick out of that too. And like watching her do the music video part of it, I thought was really fun. But there wasn't anything. I, I'm like, man, I I wanted something to like be a catchy thing that I would like associate forever with this movie. And I don't know if it quite had that.
0: That's because it was in the music version
2: so so what would you say it's called where, where you belong or something
0: where do you belong it's you mm. know the entire scene in the original movie and also in this movie where they are like all right here's the lunchroom and here are all the different factions of the lunchroom Which click are you going to be
1: part of except it's a tap number yay
0: Hmm. Gotcha. yeah
1: but and what i do like is that they took exact lines from the song and had damien say them it just wasn't sung this time so at least we got some of those lines in there but i do agree that's one of my favorite songs that was cut but again i can kind of understand it because like nothing else in this movie has a tap jazz classic vibe and it would have felt so out of place for them to stick one in but i'm like if they were able to make stupid with love a pop song i feel like they could make anything pop if they really wanted to Mm
0: -hmm. that's a good point i i did hate that they made it a pop song, but. I do agree
2: with you. Gotcha. Yeah, no, again, it's, it's interesting I'm, to hear you guys. I'm hear. fighting
1: with myself. I can't. <laughs> I know. I, I have very mixed feelings on it, but I, I really kind of believe that most of the decisions that they made make sense for what they were trying to do. And I totally hear you on the idea that these updates were for Gen Z. But I would argue that I think we would think that no matter what. If you're updating a movie that we loved when we were younger than high school and into high school and you're updating it 20 years later for current high school students it's obviously going to feel like there are Mm -hmm. a lot of gen z references and that's just because in order to make it feel like it's not 20 years in the past they have to add in current things so all of these like tiktok video type things were like the main thing there was a lot of like we could talk about this for there was a lot of sponsorships in this which yeah. also made me think of like tiktok as well because everything on tiktok is sponsored now um so i think there were a lot of things that that you could say were gen z but i just kind of believe it's necessary in order to make the movie oh. not for the teenagers of the 2000s I didn't. And just they say- also
0: removed a lot of problematic elements did. that were and i was actually there were certain changes that they made first of all for josh's edification there's when they're introducing the plastics, which again, they removed one of my favorite lines of the entire thing, which is Karen's monologue.
1: Oh, so, um, yes. That's my favorite part bummed. too. Yeah.
2: Wait, which one? Which one? Oh, does, oh, you mean a monologue in the musical says, you mean?
1: She um, says, when the plastics were introduced, Gretchen and Karen both have little solos within the song. Hmm. So... Um, Gretchen comes on and talks about how she basically like serves Regina. Anything Regina wants, she does it. Karen comes on and it's, and it's a just Jewish princess dumb. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, that's a line that, that Gretchen <laughs> says. And then Karen comes on and is like, all she goes is like, you know, my name's Karen, my hair is perfect, my teeth are perfect, and my skirt is short, basically. <laughs> it's her whole is her whole song. And Wait, it's so good. but like we do should... the best line.
0: <laughs> my name is Karen. My hair is shiny. My teeth are perfect. My skirt is tiny. It barely covers my tiny honey. My name is Karen. I may not be smart.
2: Wow. That's
0: all. (laughs) Who,
2: Who needs Spotify? uh I, right. so I. that's interesting i like,
0: apologize to the people who are listening to this i'm so sorry no, they, they should be they should I be thanking you for like two weeks
2: <laughs> they should be thanking you um i so i mean it's, it's interesting to here that there are like smaller things that they cut out that were fun that like might not have actually taken that much time but like it, it is a pretty long movie already um and i'm curious i want to go back a second to what you guys were saying about the gen z stuff because i didn't necessarily i mean we're all squarely millennials i didn't i didn't leave I didn't leave the movie feeling like a lot of it went over my head because of that. But like one thing I came into it, like, like I said at the beginning, like I was kind of hoping for something like maybe a little that, that I was maybe hoping for just a little bit more of a change on whether it be the plot or some of the, or just maybe a storyline here or there that might've changed it up to feel a little more distinct from the original. But at the same time, I respect that they didn't try and overload. I, I didn't feel like they tried to overload it, bending over backwards, to like make mm-hmm. it too modern or anything like that. Like one thing, a lot of shows I think trip over themselves doing is like, Really like not like going overboard trying to be like oh see we have all these kids on their screens all the time they're always on their phones like look at this we're gonna shoot this and just like like make it look like uh, it's everyone's on Facetime all the time and that's the what how we're gonna frame the camera for a second like they go overboard with that stuff a lot and there were some like TikTok moments on here but I mean I, I a lot of people have, there's been some uh, discourse about whether or not the burn book should have been like something online as opposed to a physical book here uh, but like regardless. And-
1: I was gonna say Tina i I was watching Tina's recent mm-hmm. interviews on all like various late night shows and mm-hmm. she actually talked about that how she because she has like a teenage daughter like' She's an 18, 18 and daughter, a 15 year old yeah so. yeah so she was going to her kids to say like is this too too much like would you guys even write in a book anymore or would you mm-hmm. put it on would this be on like Snapchat or something instead yeah. and the kids were like we would we still write in books, mom oh okay so
2: I don't know what the kids are doing <laughs> these days just-
1: she got the teens' approval on keeping it an actual book.
2: All right, good for them. But like, I, I also yeah.
1: think that the book element's so iconic.
2: You you yeah. can't
1: if yeah. they got rid
0: of the burn book and made it like a burn blog. I I burned, burn blog like <laughs> the film. <laughs> burn I burn <would>, blog. <laughs> you should trade
1: trademark that
2: for a <laughs> blog. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining I'm, about that one choice. Thing I'm
0: good at it's puns. I'm like, I'm I'm mm. pretty halfway decent at puns.
2: So I'm not complaining about that choice right now, but I'm wondering were, were there any ways that you guys were hoping they were going to be utilizing internet, social media, uh, any kind of technology anymore in, in a way that was distinct from the original, or any other ways in which you were just expecting more of an update than they actually gave it?
0: I think that you're talking to two people who literally would not have complained if they copied the musical mm-hmm. verbatim. Okay,
2: you're right. So okay, so you're not you're not so, being too nitpicky about that stuff.
1: No, I do have to say though, I am. You know, I tried to Google this to see if anyone else is talking about this, but it's so interesting to me how they handled the fourth wall, like
2: mm. breaks mm-hmm. in this,
1: because the musical starts off with Damien and Janice in front of the curtain, just singing directly, because they're telling you what you're about to see is this cautionary tale. And that song was kept in the musical. But what's, what's interesting in this is it? it's like uh, Damien and Janice are... They said they were making a movie. So part of me is like, oh, is this entire thing like Damien and Janice making a movie? Like Hmm. doing the whole thing because it starts with them in their garage and it ends with them closing the door in their garage. So I don't know. Just my little theory here. But I I, like that theory a lot. I I, have not heard that yet. I keep thinking about it because I saw the movie a second time on Sunday. And I noticed the garage door more because in the Mm. first one in the first scene, when they sing the opening song, they open the garage door and it's Africa. And then Katie starts her song. And then when they finish up the last song in the movie, they close the garage doors. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this whole thing was like a fourth, like the entire movie was a fourth wall break. I don't know. It explains
0: Um, explains a couple of the things that were a little fourth wall breaky that happened. Like you the you when Katie is first meeting Regina, it feels like it's in her head almost. Like it mm-hmm. like the way that they're they're portraying it is like she's imagining it. And then they slowly kind of break away from that a little bit. Um, but there is one scene where everyone is sort of, you know, going through their feelings a little bit. And the people who were they've been kind of like the player musicians the entire time. They're like, yes. I'm sorry that I complained about you when you were dragging during Revenge Party, but, you know, we needed that in order to further along the plot of the movie. And I was like, that was great. That was, mm-hmm. oh, was so perfectly done. But I think that you're you're right. If this is Damien and Janice's movie, it would make sense that they would be filming, like, every single song as the music video.
2: Does it make sense right. to be less of his songs then, too? <laughs>
0: No. no, they no. did
1: tell yeah, right.
0: wrong. And he, he
1: sounded so good. Like mm. he, he was another one to me that he was such a standout. His voice was incredible. And he was like the majority of the things I laughed at was anything he said. He just was so perfect. Mm. Beyonce.
2: Beyonce. <laughs>
1: Beyonce. I, I
0: can't believe that they did him wrong though. I'm sorry. Like I'm such a huge fan of a strange loop.
2: That's not, one. Of his, that's one of his songs I, that was cut.
0: No, A Strange Loop is the the, the Broadway oh,
2: show. Oh, right, 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 right. right, right. Okay.
1: Nominated for a Tony for it. Like, and oh wow! He, I mean, he he has a very short resume at this point.
2: Still, he, it's weird. you're going to cast a Tony winner and not let him go.
1: out from like a community college? Seriously, yeah. like he, he was at he a was, very small college. He got mm-hmm. onto Broadway, and then they cast him like basically straight from Broadway into this movie. So if you look him up, he basically he has like very few it. credits, and it's he it comes so naturally to him.
2: Does uh does yeah. in the show does uh, does Aaron have any songs? We should note that he's yes. played by Christopher. Br- he, he we should know he's wait, played by wait, Christopher. Katie, can I
0: say it? Can I can I say it in the in the original musical? Uh, Katie and Aaron, the actors, they're actually married now.
2: I didn't know it's
1: that very cute
2: yeah oh, wow. so uh Aaron is played by Christopher Briney who people might know from the show The Summer I Turned Pretty which I have not watched before but I understand is a big hit with the with 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 a lot of people uh and so I heard Tina Fey, I did hear a clip where Tina Fey is like yeah my daughter said he was hot so he he that, that was good enough for me um but, so, but like but I guess he might not be a singer or maybe there was just like this was maybe that was more dictated like they could have just had him sing and auto-tuned him or whatever but it might have been more dictated by just what that what from the playlist they wanted to make the cut but I was curious if like did he have any good moments uh from the, i mean did he I mean, it's an important role and i it's cool that they got a somewhat big name and recognizable face for it but i'm wondering if there are any like bigger moments from the musical involving him that you guys felt you were left wanting for when so many other characters No, nope, that's like the worst yeah. parts of the musical or something
1: yeah again yeah. all of his songs are i mean he sings all of his songs for katie so by proxy uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> All of the songs are so forgetful <laughs> except for
0: except for at the end of "Someone Gets Hurt," where he sings along yes. and he's telling Regina, "Like, damn, you're fine," and it's yes. like it's fine that that was
1: removed. I, yeah, I, was I, I. So yes, she has a really good point. At the end of "Someone Gets Hurt," he sings with Regina, and they have a fantastic harmony. I will say, I kind of missed the just the sound of the harmony, but it really didn't bother me and i actually saw this one in an interview he said that he he like he wasn't even going to audition because he cannot sing and they told Mm. him oh we don't want we don't want you to sing like they knew from the jump that aaron was not going to sing so Mm. i'm pretty sure they went into this knowing here's a list of songs we're cutting and they knew that they were going to cut all of his songs maybe if they could sing Maybe if Aaron could sing, they would have let him sing and someone gets hurt. But they, they definitely wanted to cut his other songs with Katie. So
2: that's fine. He's just it was, like, it
1: was, not a, it was not a
0: big deal. I, I think I saw the same interview as you. And I'm pretty sure that he said the line, Chris, don't sing. Yeah. And I <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing. Chris, don't sing. <laughs> Chris, don't sing.
2: Gotcha. yeah no it's just he was he's kind of like the most notable character i guess that didn't really have like a a musical moment aside from like the did did uh did tina fey have a song i don't think so right did she sing it tina at any point Fey
0: started no, singing where do you belong
2: right okay
1: she, gotcha. she got the first note and she goes nope
2: oh nope. <laughs> yeah right right that was that
1: was i'm so glad they added that i thought that was so funny
2: yeah, so yeah, I guess my thing is like that. I, I now remember that, and I I did get a real kick out of that. I just don't think, and like Maya said, that maybe just wasn't like goofy quite in the extent that would have generated those laughs. But like, I, there's. There weren't a ton of moments where I was like, "Oh, this felt like a real distinct moment that they added in that really made me laugh." But I I do want to just say, for the record, at this point, before we like start finishing up, like I I did have a good time at the thing. It's just you know, it's 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 just an iconic piece of work. So there's going to be a lot to compare it to, and you're inevitably going to like you know just kind of focus on what you wish that what 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 was better about something than the other. And that's if it sounds like that's what I've been doing, it's because I have. But that's there's no shame in like not being as good to me as the original Mean Girls, which is like an almost perfect movie as far as I'm concerned. So I (laughs) so so. So like I, I want to say again, like I did, I did have a really good time with this. It's just like I, I think I thought I was hopefully getting something that like felt a little differently, and I could have had more, more ears for songs. But, like I know, I don't know. I, I had a really good time overall. Uh, Katie, are there any parts of the movie yet that like I haven't touched on or asked you about that you wanted to like shout out as something you particularly enjoyed?
1: Well, we mentioned this briefly, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm so happy that some of the more problematic jokes from the original movie were completely cut or taken out and they cut a couple of lines from the from the musical that I also did not like mm. so I was really happy for that so I think the main what, what, what made the cut in the, what made the cut
2: in the, what made the cut in the musical that's not that's not cushy. so there
1: are two lines in the musical oh. there's really one specifically that is just so terrible especially when you hear mm-hmm. the history of it but there's one line in meet the plastics where Regina says she never weighs more than 115. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a whole part of, you know, she's talking about how hot she is and, and telling everyone she never weighs more than 115 pounds. And there actually was a lot of, I mean, this was really sad. When when, when Renee was cast in the musical, she was in it mm-hmm. and she, she definitely is naturally larger than Taylor Latterman. I mean, me next to Taylor Latterman is larger. Like, Regi- like Renee Rapp is taller. She's just not... Mm-hmm she's not as small as Taylor was she ended up wearing the normal costumes and then like a couple months into her being into the show she got pulled aside and told oh we're giving you all new costumes basically they told her she was too large she didn't look good on stage in the costumes they redid her costume so that she was wearing like skirts instead of any tight pants so I Mm -hmm. loved that in the musical movie they had her in pants like almost the whole time because I for me I felt like vindicated so they made it to where like you never like she always had a skirt on covering her stomach and covering her upper thighs and Renee Rapp says that this like caused her to have at the age of 19 a terrible eating disorder so the fact that she ended up taking this role after they did all that to her you know I was kind of impressed that she took it anyways so they replaced that line with um, that filter you use looks just like me which is a way better line anyways it's
0: perfect it was perfectly done
1: i was very excited for that so yeah renee has like a whole crazy history with the broadway show and like
2: i didn't know that that's good information yeah
1: it's Mm -hmm. kind of crazy and then the other line that they changed and this one's a lot more minor but um karen in the song sexy sings A line that's like, yes, you know, she in the musical she sings, um, I expect to run the world in shoes I do not walk in. And in the movie version, they changed it to watch me as I run the world in shoes I cannot walk in. So I just like that. Like, Mm. I like the idea that she's doing it. She's she's doing it. It's not that she expects to do it. It's just that she is. And I liked that a lot. I'm sure there were other changes, but those were the two main ones. That that wasn't actually the one
0: that I thought you were going to say. What were you
1: going to say? So there's two
0: in particular. One of them is the word that I will not repeat, but they called Janice something different in the burn book that they called her. They also really lean into, thankfully, so happy that they finally acknowledge us that Janice is a queer person
2: because right, because in, in the movie in, in the movie they just have her dancing with the athlete at the end. They never actually like they just gloss say whatever, yeah.
0: over it. They yeah. They, yeah. they just gloss over it. They did it in the musical too. They never admit it. And finally, they're she just like nope. We're gonna talk about it. It's amazing. Um, I not feel like they
1: also they, imply that Regina as well. Regina, is, Regina as well. well. Renee is as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Renee is is very well known to me. she talks about this all the time that she's bisexual and we love that. And she's come out in interviews and said that like her version of Regina is definitely gay
0: and the they, they, they pull thing. it through for sure. Well, I, my theory about why she's saying that is because she and Janice actually were interested mm-hmm. in each other mm-hmm. and she was afraid to be outed. So yep. she outed Janice.
1: Yes, and that, that is was, my hot take. That's the whole thing with the, I, I'm agreeing with you too, because the whole thing with the plushies that caused the mm-hmm. whole thing, Janice put the rainbow pin on her plushie, mm-hmm. and then Regina put one on hers as well. Right. Damien said it was an allyship, but I mean. No, they, he he was glossing that over because it's yeah. not right for someone to out somebody else, especially if you're out, so.
0: I, I just I feel think... like they
1: wove it into the whole movie that you could tell mm-hmm. that there were undertones, but I, it was, it was very well done. I really liked that part of it.
0: But that was something that in 2004 probably wasn't going to be overtly stated in a high school mm-hmm. comedy, right? This, they're just like, you know what? It's 2024. This is 20 years later. We're just going to talk about it. And so they changed the name instead of space the female lesbian word that is nasty that starts with a D, um, which is what they called her in the musical, to pyroles, because of the whole thing with the fire and the fact that she's lesbian. Still not good, but a little bit better than what they called her, which was nice. And that was the one. hmm.
2: I feel like I'm maybe forgetting a couple of other, because that that one didn't strike me as something that was necessarily like a problem to have in the movie, because it's not like they're endorsing it. You know, like they're saying, this is a bad thing. You wouldn't that these have people noticed can. it
0: though, is a thing.
2: You you wouldn't you have mean? paid
0: attention to it.
2: I wouldn't have paid attention. Like, to Like, are what?
0: you talking about what they called her in the yeah. book?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, they're, you they're... wouldn't
0: you wouldn't have known that it was something else because that was only in a musical.
2: Oh no, I think that's. It. I thought that was in the original movie. yeah.
1: It's in the movie too. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: They did. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, it is in the movie. Well, yeah. Too. So I mean, it's, I mean, as to... long if
2: if you want to change it, that's fine. As long as you you know do it in a way that like you know works still. Yeah. It's Just it, that never struck me as being like. I mean, Tina Fey like it's a whole other can of worms. Like Tina Fey's had a I whole lot of tina tina Fey's had a no, whole lot of like no, criticism no. for like the off-color jokes that popped up in 30 rock they even like deleted an episode where there was blackface like stuff like that and i think i don't
0: i don't want to talk about tina fey because no, no we don't I have, have to things to say about her that's
2: fine that's fine but like you <laughs> know in the I, I did pick up when i rewatched the movie and i, I just didn't write them down i think there might have been a couple of off-color things that also didn't make the cut that i'm just not remembering at the moment so maybe I a nasty Lindsay lohan joke oh really
1: oh yeah i mean as yeah. a redhead, and, and, and myself, and a, and a musical is what it is in in the new movie they did
2: oh, and okay. Lindsay
1: lohan so they made a reference to like what they said was i'm pretty sure something like y2k fire crotches making a comeback or something like that and listen for the listeners at home your girl's are redhead <laughs> <laughs> self-imagineder i hate this word but it doesn't really like I mean it's not something I'm like crying about it's, it's not really that offensive it kind of is what it is I would prefer if people didn't say it but it's not the worst thing I'm happy they got rid of the other offensive word and the main yeah. thing that I'm happy that they got rid of was the um teachers sleeping with
2: the students like oh right that was that's why i was yeah th- those, those 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 two asian them. students in the original movie i'm like this is not the yes. best way to pick, to pick these this one race here
0: john ham would would never john ham just plays abusive husbands in fargo and <laughs> also madman and also you i mean there's a list of it
2: so that, that, well, that, that's one criticism. With high
0: school students, he is not.
2: Yeah. And like that, the, just the way they depict those Asian students in the first one is not great. So I'm glad they did away with that, though. I will say a criticism yeah. is that if you're going to have John Hamm down to come play a scoundrel like that, give him a little more. Give more. Him to do, more. Maybe. Yeah. I, that, 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 I, I that's did enjoy it. It's two I hours and 10 the minutes.
1: Updates, though. I love the updates yeah. of the new words that he couldn't spell.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Aspectomy
1: yeah. spelled with a Z. <laughs> 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 what was the
2: <laughs> other yeah. one?
1: There, the I, one? I don't was, remember. That starts with hormones hormones spelt with a w W-H-O. w h o r e <laughs> it was i
0: i liked his two-bit moment but i agree give give john ham give my baby john ham some more and that man could do comedy and drama he can do yeah. anything
2: no could have done more with him how did you guys feel about the Lindsay lohan cameo
1: i was so excited i was really excited for that mm
2: yeah i mean like i sorry to the people who have
0: not watched the movie yet
2: listening to we're almost an hour in if they haven't watched if, if they're watching if they're still listening <laughs> that's their fault we don't need a spoiler section for mean girls it's it's all the plot points are the same but yeah uh it's i mean you know i i, I mean i i was happy for her that she got to do it you know uh it's yeah this, it's just like, uh, you know, it's. I just will say again, like she's so good in the original movie that I just like felt bad for Anne Gowery as I went back and watched it. Like, oh god, people are going to compare you to this. And Lindsay Lohan is so good. Then it's such a shame that like her career didn't went in the direction it did. But you know, hopefully she's like doing well. And it was nice that they yeah. invited her to this party, you know, and let her play a little bit. Yeah, you know,
1: getting Lindsay Lohan in this section made up for the fact that this was one of the songs I was really sad got cut. This is the only Katie song that I really was sad that was cut yeah. was do this thing. They have a song during the math league competition where she, when she finally realizes the answer at the end, she sings out the limit does not exist. Uh. and it It's very, I just love that scene. It is so much fun. And it's the only fun song I feel like Katie has. And so I was really sad to see that one go. And that's one of the ones that they could have definitely made more pop, but instead they just like, did the stupid? They did like a stupid with love remix over it. Um, mm. that's fine. We got Lindsay Lohan. I appreciate that, but Lindsay can sing. So I mean, she had like a whole pop album in two. I
0: was actually looking forward to seeing if she was going to sing because um "Confessions of a Broken Heart" is a bop. All right, <laughs> I listened to all of Lindsay Lohan songs back in today. Um, and she also, keep in mind, was a Freaky Friday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she could sing. Did uh? Yeah. They um. They- no was it wasn't you i did it i think I, oh, I did my friend lissa we i did a podcast on freaky friday in 2020 when i was like trying to find reasons to go revisit old stuff so that there's a oh. there's a, there a rewind episode on freaky friday for some reason oh, i think it was like when uh, when that movie with Catherine newton came out we were just like oh another body swap movie let's let's do that i think that was why i did that um yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll uh, surprise you guys and uh drop a lindsey ohan song into the beginning instead of a mean girl song That'd be fun, twist on it. <laughs> please um,
0: do uh, it
2: Maya, any other final thoughts on Mean Girls the musical, the movie? Uh, before we wrap up, things, anything, any any other uh, you know side jokes we didn't hit that you want to shout out, or any other points about the movie or scenes that we didn't touch on that you wanted to discuss before we wrapped up?
0: I'll tell you that if there's there's one we we touched upon it, but I was questioning whether or not I was enjoying this movie until someone gets hurt. To me, that was the best song of the movie not just because it's my favorite song in the second Hmm. favorite song in the musical the one that they cut out which is the someone gets hurt reprise um, is my favorite song in the musical but the way that they did this where it was it was just cool I can't describe it anymore it was just very well done they leaned into the beat Renee just destroyed all of us she was such a goddess it was so good and I Gasped when they unfroze everybody, and then Katie sees the two of them making out, and her face. Oh my! I gasped. I was like, "No, I can't believe that they would do this to her." As if I have not seen this
2: happen multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, it was it, it was
0: very well done. That was to me. That was the highlight of the movie. There were many highlights of the movie, but that in particular was the highlight
1: of the movie for me.
2: Is that is is that? Did I get the vote for your favorite song too, Katie?
1: Um. I, the, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I really have. Again, they like they kept all of most of my favorite songs. Good. But um, I really enjoyed this version of Apex Predator with Damien being in it.
2: Hmm.
1: I personally liked the harmonies of his deeper voice better than the the version on Broadway. It's Katie singing it with Janice and I think I just preferred it with Damien It kind of made more sense to me. But, um, yeah, I agree that someone gets hurt portion of it. Like, and I love what they did with her costume, because, again, in the original movie and on Broadway, she's like a Playboy mm-hmm. bunny situation. And I love that they went with this, like, beautiful, angelic, angel, Victoria Secret situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it was so smart. But yeah, and I just, my last thing is that I just have to say, we've not talked about Ali very much. But yeah. she was so fantastic yeah. as, Jan- as Janice. And she it just came like she she played not only does she sound amazing, she just really looked the part to me. Her facial expressions throughout the movie were so on point for kind of someone who's like a little bit tortured, a little bit angsty. And um, she definitely for me was a real scene stealer. But her and Damien together, obviously, because all of their scenes are together, the two of them driving this is something I'm so happy made it from the musical, the jazzy. The um yeah. the little tiny, the ECV scooter, mm-hmm. the ECV scooter um, yeah. I'm so happy that that made it in into this movie because it's like the funniest part <laughs> to me <laughs> when they just ride off on that. Is, yeah, I, I'm, glad you, I'm, I'm
2: glad you brought her back up again. That was another thought I was going to mention when you were talking about like the problematic stuff they changed the mid that they just made the cast more diverse. And I think it's and I think it's credit to them for like especially casting her, casting Damien, uh casting Karen, that they got like that they did so well in that. Cause you know, uh, not that people would be right to do it if they did, but if they then mess those parts up at all, then people are gonna be like just criticize them for like making an effort to be diverse instead of casting the best people or something. When it's like they probably were the best right. people because all of them were really good um and it's like i mean so i think that this made sense like this is an incredibly white movie in the first one aside from tim meadows and the asian girls that shouldn't have been in it in that role uh so it just you know it's it's uh it's good that they like found these other people to like kind of insert in there and, and I, I think the girl that played gretchen is supposed to be hispanic because they they made, she makes a couple references yeah. at some point but i think that actress just um I, don't, I mean, maybe that's
1: Cuban. I looked her up because oh, okay. I was curious. She is Cuban. That. Yeah, I was very, I was curious about that as well. So I looked it up, and she yeah. is Cuban American. I, I, I don't uh, think she, I don't think
2: she popped as much as most of the other people. But like, I mean, uh, it's it's f- fine. Like, good for them to, you know, uh, just making making an effort there as opposed to just being all white i mean i think it, it it's yeah. you know i think it's important probably mm-hmm. that like you know probably makes more sense to have the queen bee be white if they're not offering race commentary but it's like yeah maybe in a, in a, in a suburb like that that's going to be the case but they're going to have other diverse classmates too you know um well
1: and another like just side point to that this yeah. is very small but i really love they changed the last names of the main characters yeah, yeah so instead of karen smith it's karen shetty and instead of janice ian it's janice i'm gonna butcher that yeah that was really Mickey hard A. yeah,
2: yeah. Mickey
1: A., something something um that that actually matches who the actor is mm-hmm. and they did that for all of them which i think is awesome
2: yeah no i, I
1: also have an, an another thing to add to
0: that um oh beyond yeah. beyond the fact that they changed everything um it has nothing to do with what you said, which is a very important point. This is actually a very unimportant point. Um, <laughs> they they killed the mall in this movie. There's no mm-hmm. mall. And I just, do, does Gen Z not go to the mall anymore? Do they just shop? Part of online? it to
1: me is like, oh, were they just trying to save money on the sets? That's kind of almost to me. I'm like, because oh. the whole thing was in Regina's house and at the school yeah. and at Katie's house. And like, was that it? I like feel- was she doesn't say get
0: and loser we're going shopping and i was just like rocked a little bit so yeah
2: also fit. yeah there might be something to that this is originally going to be just a paramount plus movie where they probably weren't spending quite as much the budget for this is 36 million the budget for the original is 18 but if you were to like you know account for inflation like 18 million in 2004 would be more than 36 million now i'm pretty sure with like how those things work i would my you're the financial person here but like i think like if they had been spending proportionally as much on this as they did the original it would have had more of a budget uh so you know that that is that is what it is but like i mean it doesn't make you feel old where it's like all right we've outlived you know we're that generation where it made sense thing out at the mall now they don't do it anymore Um, one other final thought I had was uh, one of the more uh, one of the other parts I just hadn't even mentioned uh, but like I think was good casting was uh, Busy Phillips as Regina's mom oh
0: oh, oh,
2: yeah I I feel bad we didn't shout her out Amy Poehler is very iconic for her role as doing the mom at a point at which she's only seven years younger than Rachel McAdams uh, but like was hilarious (laughs) in the first one and uh, anyone who has seen Girls 5 ever can understand that like uh, Busy Phillips has a relationship with the the folks behind this and who else would have been better to have bring in for that particular role. I thought she killed it. So I just I I would have felt bad if I hadn't done that. You know, I hadn't shouted her out.
1: And she looks so much like Renee. If you <laughs> see a picture yeah. of their faces next to each other, they look like they actually are related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I wanted Busy
0: Phillips to be my not a regular mom, <laughs> but a cool mom. I
1: was obsessed favorite, with her. My favorite part was when she was like this this is to me like the evolution right in 2004 amy poehler was recording the girls and in 2024 uh busy phillips is recording recording herself while recording the girls she had a (laughs) ring light and a camera pointed at herself and then another camera pointed at the girls
0: (laughs) oh it was good it was
1: brilliant it was brilliant Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I
0: feel you know, Katie. You and I were fired for not even mentioning this once. That Josh had to yeah. be the
1: one to mention. We this. were we were too worried about the the musical numbers.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, good. I mean, it, it's it's a small part in the Grand of things, but like, it's cool that they like had the thought, like, hey, let's get someone who like would kill it in this role and like, got it, even if there's only a few scenes. Like, made the most of it. And um, we we also didn't really actually talk about Tim Meadows and uh, Tina Fey either. Uh, the one thing I'll say about them, I don't think there's a ton to add. Uh, like it's funny that they're like those people are in a relationship now that they're like not even really trying that hard to hide from the students, but not actually being totally like open about either. But uh, man, Meadows is hilarious in the original movie. I don't think he's given like quite as much to do here aside from like you know making the references like to uh, to the to his like off screen relationship with uh, Tina Fey. But like he is just hilarious. I'm glad to see him in something he doesn't do much anymore. So I'm I'm happy they brought them back and just kind of like acknowledge that like hey they've been here for a while. Um, and it's like it's like they've been here for a while in this world, even though these are the same characters from the original. Uh, I, I saw I kind of appreciated that. But like you know I just I really love him. I don't really have much to add on Tina Fey's performance or anything like that. It's it's she knows how to play that kind of character because she's done it before, obviously. But like you know, shout out to Meadows, he's awesome. Um, I
0: mean, he was also the only person from the original cast. It was in Mean Girls too, which is, oh, by the way, not this movie. There is another movie, and I Tim never saw Meadows, that. it is. It's, the not, worst. Good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Okay, one of the worst.
2: Okay, I'm but not. Basically,
0: it. they just gave they gave him all of the same lines, and he played it with a little less luster than he did the first time around. He seemed hmm. tired.
2: Interesting. All right, uh, Katie, uh, this is the part of the podcast where normally I ask people for recommendations and other things they're watching before we sign off. I'll give you a second to think about that, about anything else you've been watching recently that you enjoyed. Uh, Well, I asked Maya, Maya, is there anything you've been watching recently aside from Mean Girls and listening to the Mean Girls soundtrack that you would like to recommend to the listeners you've been enjoying recently?
0: Yes, I I actually do. Um, I Crushed Through the Brother's Son, which is on Netflix. It is... That's a the one with Michelle Yeoh, that, right? That's the one with Michelle Yeoh and Justin Chang. And I don't know the name of the other actor, but he was great. And basically, it's like a triad family where half of the family has no idea that they're part of the triad. And now they're just thrown into this. And there's a lot of, you know, fighting. And it's great. And just watch it. That's, that's my big endorsement just watch it it's great
2: where is it said it's netflix or where is it netflix netflix it is
0: indeed on netflix and for josh's edification lessons in chemistry on apple tv (laughs) Yeah,
2: she's my she's my girl but she has not made good choices recently i'm not going to apologize for assuming that show is going to be worth watching you know not assuming so
0: first of all, you're wrong, and second of all, watch this show, and then you'll see how wrong you are. No, I'm
2: not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not really passing judgment on the show. I was wrong to. I guess maybe I was wrong to assume it wasn't good. But like Brie Larson, not the best track record in like the last like like basically since Captain Marvel. You know, like Captain Marvel made a lot of money. You can debate the merits of that movie, but like I mean, since then it has not been great. So I'm glad that she has something that was worthy of her talent. She got nominated. I will probably check it out now that like that you have vouched for it, but not no one else had been like, hey, watch this, it's good. Um, Katie, is there anything else you've been watching recently on whether it be streaming at the movies on TV that it can be, or it's something you've read? It can be anything you consumed recently. But we always ask someone for another recommendation before the end of the podcast.
1: I have two. Okay. Okay. Keep keeping on the musical theme here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested in watching an actual Broadway show, The Waitress Pro Shot was just released on streaming platforms. I saw it in theaters and it was fabulous. It stars Sarah Bareilles, and um, I bought it on prime and i've been watching that over again it's so good and then my other one any um fans of oliver twist i just started watching the artful dodger Mm. i'm only a few episodes in. i got david to start watching it with me it is so much fun where is is it this one's on hulu and it's it's basically like i don't know 15 years or so after oliver twist the musical takes place and it's, um, Dodger, the character is an adult now and he's a doctor in Australia and, um, it's super fun. So no, there's no musical numbers in this, sadly.
2: <laughs> <All> <laughs> but right. No, but I, I
1: crushed that in a day. It so oh, it's so good. good. And like, how, many, how many episodes
2: that. is that? Like eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a having a slow one. work day. <laughs> I have a, um, I go cool. good recommendations. I, I I honestly had not heard of, I, I had heard of waitress. I wasn't able to go with you guys when you saw it, but like I, 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 I good to know it's streaming now. I think I had seen that pop up somewhere and I had no, no idea about the artful Dodger show. So uh, good recommendations. I I'll, I'll quickly recommend a couple of movies that there are one that we're definitely doing a podcast on, which is Jason Statham's the beekeeper. Uh, Look, I, it actually got pretty good reviews as silly as a lot of Jason Statham movies. Look, I think that one actually is positive Rotten Tomatoes. And it's a lot of fun. And yes, at some point, the line to be or not to be is actually said uh, in the movie. (laughs) And I and I, you know, it was really embarrassing because I did the same thing the night after that when I saw Mean Girls. I fell asleep for a very short part of the movie, and the part of the movie in Beekeeper where I fell asleep was when he said to be or not to be. I found it on I found I found it on TikTok, and like saying you got to go back is like a different thing now that I don't have the fucking movie theater across the street anymore. So like it, it, <laughs> I it sucks. I, I would have totally gone back if I did that, but now it's like a forty minutes worth of driving to go to any movie theater. So like I found I found it on TikTok, and now I'm like, all right, now I, I feel okay doing the podcast on it. Told Katie this Maya, uh, but like I, I I did fall asleep for a couple minutes in Mean Girls, and I fell asleep during the you can't sit with us moment, which is an iconic oh, yeah. moment. I know it's like, and I, and I went back and I found it all. I found, I found that on TikTok too. So I but like, I mean, it was a very quick moment. Cause like, I, 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 I could tell like, what I know what happens before and after that. And it's like, man, how do I just happen to fall asleep for like this one quick moment and not during like one of the songs I wasn't into. But, it's because uh,
0: you're spending so long driving to a movie theater. This podcast is officially sponsored by bring movie theaters next to where Josh lives again.
2: Oh uh, yeah. We'll see. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean we're, we're 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 struggling up here in West Palm, but uh, I'm trying to make the best of it, you know. Uh, Kate, I went with Katie and uh, her boyfriend David and our other friend, our other friend Maya, who uh, to see it, and I to saw it at the I pick in Delray Beach. I'd never been to an I pick before. We had a night in Delray, which is you know an excuse to do that, which I don't do that often. And like I, I like I went to, when I went to see theater camp with 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 you and your husband. Like you know it's you know movies bring people together. So if I'm gonna make the most of it and use it an excuse, to be like hey friend, I'm coming near to a movie theater near you. Do you want to see this movie? Which like. Like, well, Aww, I wasn't. I was I, really I, sweet, Josh. right? But I, but, but I wasn't as apt to do that when it's like I can walk across the street at 705 for a seven o'clock movie and not even tell anyone and just be in my seat and be in my movie theater seat and with my popcorn in my icy in 10 minutes. I'm not as likely to like need to invite anyone that doesn't live in downtown West Palm, you know. So I'm trying to make the most of this anytime I like, I, anytime I am having to travel for something, which is unfortunately for almost every movie I see now. So Uh, but like, I mean, if I go out West of the the Regal where you're a member, like, I don't really know anyone that's out there, but if I go North or South, I have people in those areas, but yeah, so that about wraps it up for this, uh, episode of the Rewind. I want to thank Maya and Katie for joining me. Uh, as usual, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. The podcast Twitter is at Rewind MoviePod. Podcast email is Pod at gmail.com. Maya is a blank slate. Katie, do you have any social media you want to promote publicly or not? Nope okay there you go uh (laughs) you know i always give everyone the opportunity to do that some people like you know have more uh creative output they they put into the internet they want to plug but like i respect that as well uh coming up next on the podcast we'll have the aforementioned oh no i forgot to make my other recommendation i I watched a movie by christian petzel the german director called a fire you can watch it on the criterion channel like a i mean obviously like you know it's a smaller movie didn't get a big release but it's a you know it's a very tense movie about these two these two creative guys that go off to like this like you know place in uh this like this like cabin out and like i guess i think it's in oh shoot now i'm forgetting if it was actually within germany or not but they go they go out basically into the uh in, into like the countryside uh to a oh it's it, some home on the baltic sea yeah it's actually in germany these guys these two creative guys go on to like a uh, like a, a vacation house in in germany and they're trying to get inspired have a creative retreat but then like the, the the one whose family owns the place like they let a co-worker's niece stay there too and a bunch of tensions arise as these people like interact with each other while there's like wildfires going on in the area it's very interesting very intense i might be doing an episode of the podcast on it with our friend ben lubin because he requested to do that a while ago but we'll definitely have an episode on both the beekeeper and the the book of Clarence, a movie I was not as high on with our friend Daniel coming up next. So everyone stay tuned for that. I want to thank Katie and Maya again for joining me and we'll see you next time.